0: On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space.
1: Whereas you and I as grown women can make that distinction that, oh, wait, I am being self-conscious right now about what I'm posting. I have some anxiety around people's response and engagement with my photos. And we can easily identify ways to address it and then it not affects our overall mental health what i'm concerned about is the younger generation gen z that like i said does not know a life without social media how their mental health is being significantly affected by engagement in social media <laughs>
0: In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be.
1: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at com. That's d r d o m i n i q u e b r o u s s a r d.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady. So today is a special day, not because we have a special guest, but because you got Dr. Dom and T on the mic doing hey well. Do. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> All right. So our quote of the day. You don't have to post it to prove it. T. Yes. You know, we were having our conversation <laughs> offline about this quote. Yes. So, I'm going to toss it to you oh, and get your thought that. on it first and then okay. and then I'm going to dive in.
0: Oh, Dom, Dag. Okay, you set me up, Dom. Okay, okay. So, when I think about this quote, right, you don't have to post it to prove it. I would say that overall, I do agree with it for the most part. However, I'm thinking about social media as a business owner. And one of the personal things that I often feel conflicted about is when and what to post as far as the content. So I know, you know, as a business owner, you want to post testimonials, right? Like you want to let people know that, Hey, like I do this work, you know, like even me now, Dom, you know, had the baby, I was kind of like, I want to say on a little hiatus. And now that I'm kind of getting back into the career more so now that I've in a routine, I feel like in some ways, there's a little bit of proving I have to do because I've kind of been like out of season for a while, you know? So like letting people know like, Hey y'all, you can hire me for a speaking engagement. I'll be speaking, right? Like I does this, I do this. I did this very well before I had my child. And now I kind of have to refresh everyone's memory on like, this is what I do. So in some ways I feel like it is important to post to prove, and I don't necessarily like it because I don't want to have to prove anything, but sometimes I do feel like it is a necessity on social media in this visual world that we're in. What do you think, Dr. Dom? <laughs> All
1: right. So, yes, that is an a incredibly valid point, right? That from a business perspective, when you are trying to market something or sell something, yeah, you have to prove it. You have to post it to prove it, right? A lot of times that's where we go. Right. Like we go to social media when we're looking for a business. We go to we go to Google reviews, Yelp, like all the different their social medias to see. One, does this person that I don't know of or this business that I'm not familiar with, does it really exist? Right. Well, this person, this coach said that they could make me half a million dollars in a month. I, I want to go on the Instagram and see the receipts, right? I want to see, I want to go on their website and see the testimonials. So you're right in that, in on that, from that perspective, yes. I do think that you do have to post it to prove it in, in that realm, right? From a business perspective. But I think when it comes to our personal lives, I don't agree with posting to prove, right? I think that in my personal life, I don't have to post when I went on this fabulous vacation for people to know that I went on a fabulous vacation. And half the time, I don't know if I necessarily want you to know that I went on vacation, right? If you're not in my close circle, but I also know that that's how I operate, And I also wonder too, now that we're like diving into this quote and like the idea of like social media and the anxiety that people get, I often think that it's also kind of a generational thing that I think about generation X who were full grown adults before social media became a thing. I think about millennials and how Social media has been introduced in our lifetime, right? Like I recognize, I'm like, I, I heard somebody call it an elder millennial just based on my age, right? So there are things that, that I know a childhood without social media. I know teenage years forming of social media, right? And then this current generation, Gen Z, does not know a life, Without social media does not know a life outside of or doesn't know a life without an iPhone. So I also wonder from a generational perspective how social media impacts each generation's anxiety, their perspective on engaging with social media.
0: You hit the nail on the head with that. Like I wanted to say preach, okay? Because as soon as you said personal life, I was like, yes, that is spot on. I thought about one of the things we talked about when we were talking about the businesses, right? And you mentioned Yelp. And I think about how there's like different personal training programs that I signed up for based on the results. Like I saw the before before and after on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I'm signing up for this. However, when I think about like my personal relationship. Or even, you know, my daughter and her journey, I think about how the most precious parts of me often remain off social media. And I prefer it to be that way. There's nothing I need to prove when it comes to, you know, my relationship or my child or, Just certain things like my siblings, I typically now keep them off social media because my brand is grown a lot. And I just, people are weird, you know, I just don't want my stuff all out there. But what I would love to do though, lady, if you listen, right, and you hear us right now, obviously you're listening, do us a favor, go to our Instagram, at HerSpace Podcast. This will be like an insider for people to listen. We're going to share a lavender square, okay? And we're not going to put a caption there. Because what we want you to do on the Lavender Square, just find it on our Instagram. Let us know what you think about the quote of the day. You don't have to post it to prove it, okay? Let us know what you think about that quote. Is it true? Is it not true? Is it situational? Let us know. Now, Dom, can we dive into this conversation around social media anxiety and how it shows up for us? Do you have social media anxiety? And if so, how does it show up for you?
1: Listen, I thought I (laughs) did and And then it hit me once recently and i was like oh girl yeah this is why not let's get this in check real real quick real quick wait
0: can you tell us the story is it it yes yes i can i'll I'll share tell us girl
1: so what came what happened for me was we had our photo shoot right Mm -hmm. amazing time amazing time yes and posted a couple of videos of like the day of, like the behind the scenes, right? Okay. And I found myself having some anxiety around. Well, not. I don't know if I would call it anxiety. I had like anticipation around how people would engage with those videos, right? And I found myself in this space of. Checking to see, like, who responded, what did they say, how many views, how many likes. And in that moment, when I realized what was happening, that's when I was like, oh, girl, let's get this in check real quick. Like, Uh we're not going down this rabbit hole. No, ma'am, we are not. I will share more about this story when we dive into. Our tips on how to manage social media anxiety, anticipation, expectations—all of the things.
0: Woo, child! Welcome to my life, baby, because that's me, dog. <laughs> you know, I be on—you know, I be on social media a lot, and I'm posting. And yes, we're gonna dive into that in just a bit. But girl, I'm with you.
1: T. Okay, I'm not trying to interrupt the show, but. I had this random idea I want to share with you, and I don't want to forget it. Tell me, tell me, what is it? Okay, so you know how at the start of every new year, birthday, new moon, anniversary, new month, new anything, people find themselves wanting to have a reset, but they're not sure where to start. Mm -hmm, I sure do. What are you thinking? What if we hosted a workshop where we could interact with our listeners to talk about stuff like self-care and self-love
0: omg and we could even have a session about manifestation leaving toxic relationships and becoming our best selves girl i am so excited i'm sold we could call it the vibrate higher empowerment workshop yes
1: yes that is it and 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 we could even host a live quarterly wind down check in and build community as we vibrate higher all year
0: yo i love it i love it i'm so let's do it lady if this sounds like fun to you visit newyearworkshop.com and join us for the vibrate higher empowerment workshop if you want to release baggage set intentions and manifest the life you desire this is just for you lady
1: that's newyearworkshop.com we We can't can't wait wait to to connect connect with you. you
0: Now, lady, you know, we only interrupt the show for important updates that can provide you with more value and resources. So today we want to share with you one of our favorite tools that makes podcasting remotely super easy. Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention, it's super easy to use, even for our guests who aren't that tech savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click the link and we start recording. I'm actually recording this audio snippet on Zencaster right now, and we've been loyal users for nearly three years. So join us and create a seamless podcasting experience for your podcast. If you visit zencaster.com slash pricing and enter promo code DOMANDT, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's Z E N C A S. Tr.com slash pricing promo code D O M A N D T E E. All right, let's dive back into the conversation. I have so many examples. Dom. If any resonate with you, let me know, girl. One is I'm just very particular about what I post, especially like how I appear in images, because I think about back, you know, before social media became what it is now, and back when I would post pictures back in the day. I wouldn't really bad, just like post it, whatever. Now I'm like zooming in on my toes. I'm like cropping stuff out if it looks funny. OK, like it's a big deal, maybe because yes. I have a little bit of a like larger following than I did before. But it's funny. I remember child. So my husband, bless his heart, he wanted to post a picture of me. And it's if that's his, that's his thing. Right. I ne- I don't necessarily post a lot of pictures of my spouse or my daughter. I post them every once in a while, but I'm that's just not my thing to post that way. So he posted a picture and he put some nice words and it was sweet, but that's anyway, it was sweet. The but intention was good. The intention yes. was good. But the picture he chose, I was like, Dog, I look a hot ass mess <laughs> in this picture. Take this damn... like I appreciate your words, that's really sweet, but like we I have approved pictures that you are able to post. You because sometimes your partner, they see you, girl, no. Do you, let, let me ask you a question. I know I'm sorry. I'm not, yes, I'm, I feel no. you though. You feel me? Because I'm like, yes. do, okay, we're going to talk about Beyonce real quick. Do y'all think Beyonce just lets anybody post any old pictures? and People Hell in her no. circle. No. Hell no. Cause I'm like, the picture that you think I look cute in, I look a mess. And I'm like, them, I got crust on my lip. I got cold in my eye. No. I like to inspect the pictures and I'm like, okay, you could post some of these because the image is really important, like on on a serious note. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. yes, It may seem
0: vain and superficial and it probably is. And that's where I'm at in my journey. That's okay. I'm not posting any old random raggedy pictures of myself.
1: But here's what I wonder with that, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Here's what I wonder, because what you said was years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. In the early stages of social media, we just posted anything. Right. Yeah. And there was less attention to the tiny details of what was Mm -hmm. posted. Right. Yep. Yep. I'm sure now I would probably cringe at some of the photos that I posted way back in the day on Facebook. Now, yeah. I'm going to just put this disclaimer out there that all of those photos have been pulled down. So, no, you cannot go and dig in the archive. Oh, but you done not them down. OK, I did. I did. <laughs> and but OK, I will say I did because of branding. Right. Oh, so great, going great. from my initial social media I'm thinking like Facebook, which I barely Mm -hmm. engage. I don't ever engage in Facebook now. But like Facebook being initially, I was Mm. like in that early stage of Facebook where I was posting. I was in graduate school and we were posting pictures when we went out and partied. Like now that's not something I would not want the photos from me partying in grad school. Yeah. To be released under my therapy practice brand or under the podcast brand, right? Yeah. No, so sense. I pulled those off because of that. Mm-hmm. But I do think about how how our uh, attention to what we post has shifted over time. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with the way social media has evolved over time, right? Oh, yeah. And I think it's also like it feels problematic in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Absolutely. Because whereas you and I as grown women can make that distinction that, oh, wait, I am being self-conscious right now about what I'm posting. I have some anxiety around people's response and engagement with my photos and we can easily identify ways to address it and then it not affect our overall mental health. What I'm concerned about is the younger generation, Gen Z, that, like I said, does not know a life without social media, how their mental health is being significantly affected by engagement in social media,
0: Oh, absolutely. Dom. I think you're spot on. I think that's definitely something that it's something that is important and that needs to be discussed. I am really grateful that social media was not what it is today back when I was younger, because I Ooh. know for a fact, I would have a bunch of crazy stuff online that doesn't need to be posted. And I look back and regret it. I mean, I look at my own personal videos that I created decades ago and I look at them and I cringe. So I can only imagine having all of that public. Another thing is too Dom, that I thought about I'm kind of like leading on to this conversation before we d- dive into the next one. I also have a little bit of paranoia around being documented without my consent, right? Like I think about how people have oh taken pictures of people that are out and about. And and let me be honest, like I've done it before too, where you see something on the street, and you're like, oh, that's funny. Let me go ahead and just text a picture. And to my friend, like, oh, look at this thing I just saw. But also you think about memes, right? A lot of people who are, in memes, like they didn't, yes, they didn't, they didn't know. consent to that. No, someone mm-hmm. grabbed a funny picture. Like you think about the black guy who's on the phone. Someone just, you know what I'm talking about? Everybody know. You, yes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. As soon Everybody as I say knows.
1: that
0: yes. like, on that lavender post, drop a yes. If you know what I'm talking about. The black guy with the phone, right? He didn't, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw a, a post about him just living his best life. Somebody captured the image and then it just grew a mind of its own. It went viral, like, yeah. Went viral. They are not getting paid off of it. Now you got people clowning you and yeah, that is just a, a thing. But also, Dom, um, I think about us going live. When you and I have gone live on Instagram, yes. every time I go live, I get little butterflies in my stomach. Even as a speaker and someone, you know, people we speak at conferences, have been on stages and, you know, facilitate workshops. Going live, I just be like, oh, little butterflies, a little anxiety, right? I think about also not getting engagement on a post, right? You talked to be a little bit a little bit about engagement earlier. Sometimes you post something, the algorithm, like what the fuck? The algorithm, yeah. right? You post something, six hours go by, you got two likes, and I'm like, Well, I guess I gotta delete this and try again because I posted this like I'm trying to get engagement and notify people about whatever this thing is that I'm trying to, you know, post online. So I think there's a lot around the social media anxiety. Do you have any little weird quirks? I know I know, like, I have some friends that they'll, well no, actually, I do this. They'll, like, I'll unfollow a bunch of people. (laughs) I was going to put someone else out there, but I'm not going to say their experience. I will unfollow a lot of people based on what's coming up for me. If I'm tired of seeing the images that I'm seeing or they're discouraging to me, I'm comparing myself. Like, I'll just delete, unfollow everyone. I just hope that no one thinks that I don't like them. And it's really because of my stuff, you know? So little things like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Like> I, <laughs> I just want to engage. I just want to like, like, like I'll be like, I'll be like, well, first of all, let me let me just be, you know, we all know that Dr. Dom just don't be on social media like that, right? <laughs> so again, that post was a, that post of the behind the scenes was a big deal, because probably the most recent post before that had been at least three months. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we know. We know that I have gotten bad about social media, right? So for me now, there are periods of time where I won't engage in it at all, right? Like, I think there's like busy times in my life, busy seasons where, no, not seasons, because yeah, not seasons, times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like maybe I'm like when I'm on vacation. Yeah. That means that it might be a week that I'm not looking at social media at all because I'm in the moment with the vacation. And now that doesn't mean that I'm not taking pictures and that, I'm, okay. that doesn't mean that I'm not shooting videos. It okay. just means that it's not I'm not engaging in social media. Right. And so but I also know that I've been intentional about that based on my journey with social media. Mm-hmm. All right, because like I pointed out, I've been started with face started when Facebook was like a baby. <laughs> yeah. So...
0: No, I get it, Dom. I was going to say, you be taking the thirst trap pictures, but you just don't, you don't, you don't post them online. Dr. Dom, he posted me <laughs> taking
1: the <a> thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to put you on blast time. Listen, listen, there may be some thirst trap photos out there in recent history that, yes, and some of them may have been intentionally to be thirst thirst trap because at the time of this recording, I am a single woman and I can do these things, right? And and not to say that someone in a relationship can't, but I'm more more likely to take a few if i'm single Mm -hmm. but i think too that with my in my social media journey yeah there was a point where i was posting a lot Mm -hmm. and posting like vacation trip you know vacation photos like posting thirst trap photos like all the things right yeah and I had to get to a point where, and I wasn't focused on likes per se. It was more so not necessarily, like I wasn't counting the likes. It was more so, oh, let's see who's going to comment and what. what's the comments, right? Like, so what's gotcha. the attention that's going to bring to it, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And so I got to a space in life where I was like, well, I don't want that attention anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't want people focusing on me in in this way anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like what I want, how I want to engage in social media is for people to engage with me from a professional stance. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that makes All sense. the other stuff has to come off, right? All the more personal yeah. things in that regard have to come off. Now, I will say, I mean, clearly, if I'm wanting people to engage with me in a professional stance, then I may need to reevaluate how I engage with that, right? Right. Or which platform, right? Like, so posting right? and which platform and posting more things about mental health and, yeah. you know, and, and so from that perspective.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I th- It makes me think about the quote, right? The quote of the day. You don't have to post it to prove it. I remember a mentor years ago was like, have you ever traveled and not checked in at the airport on Facebook or on social media to let people know that you're traveling? And I was like, oh, listen, a, it's a good point. It's a good question to ask, right? Like just kind of mm-hmm. leaning into, oh, why do I do what I do, right? Not saying it's bad or wrong or anything like that, but it's just nice to know and be aware of why we do the things that we do. And so we're going to go ahead and dive into... Our tips or the five ways to manage social media anxiety and the comparison game. The first one here is to post authentically. That's number one, post authentically. Now, for me, Dom, what this means is there are times when, and I keep saying like, you know, as a business owner and a, a podcaster, it's like, you sometimes feel pressure to post because it's like if you don't post, people don't know that, oh, I have a new episode out, right? Or, oh, right. I have this master class or whatever it might be. However, I find that because I go through you know, these low and high energy moments, sometimes it feels more like depression. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't really feel like engaging with people. I don't feel like being online right now. I tend to lean into posting authentically, meaning that when I feel compelled in the moment to post something and share a story, I post it. And if I'm having a rough day and I feel like, you know, low, I'm having a rough day, I'm not the person that wants to post like, hey, everybody, let's get up and and have a great day on purpose. Like, I'm just, I don't feel, I, I feel like I'm not being feel- true to myself Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't feel authentic. And for me, that doesn't feel good. However, I do love to go on social media when I'm feeling depressed, like, hey, y'all, having a rough day. Because I know that certain people look to me as like a strong person. So I like to, again, post authentically, kind of post with my moods and how I'm flowing if I feel comfortable enough to share. And that tends to work best for me instead of trying to force something that just isn't there.
1: I love that. And I think what that that does is that sets us up for people recognizing what's real and what's not right. Mm -hmm. That there are people who post, like you said that what, and what I would categorize as that toxic positivity, right? Mm. This everything is positive. Everything is happy. That's not real life. Or they're posting about these experiences and, Making it seem like the experience was amazing, right? Like somebody's posting about about moving. Now, maybe this is just my own stuff, but I don't know of anybody who has enjoyed the entire process of moving. Mm -hmm. That shit is stressful, (laughs) okay? And so... For someone to come and this is just this is just an example, right? Like of someone to come on social media and post about, oh, look at my new house. And I my home buying process was the best ever. And (laughs) when it's not true, let's be real. Like there was some hiccup in that process. And no, you don't you're not you don't owe any of us anything to share Mm-hmm. All of that. But it feels inauthentic right? to share a post about all of the good stuff and not point out any of the glitches or mm-hmm. downsides. Because now what you're doing is creating an expectation for others, particularly for particularly when you have a lot of followers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're creating the expectation that this is what this is supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think about the pregnancy snapback photos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think about how many women who are experiencing postpartum depression. Or for whatever reason in their journey, they're not, quote unquote, snapping back (laughs) in the way that people on social media make it seem like you should be doing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's tough, girl. Definitely, definitely experience that. Also, I do want to point out, too, Dom, I was watching this video the other day about how people are getting, not everyone, right? And we are not an anti-surgery podcast. We have episodes with a plastic surgeon, like do your thing, boo, right? But it just kind of brings up this question of, you know, do people have an obligation to be authentic and to be honest? Or do they just post whatever they want? Because I know that there are some people who get surgery, they'll get like a BBL, right, the Brazilian butt lift, mm-hmm. and then they become a personal trainer. And now they're promoting a training service to mislead people to believe that they got their body that way. Right. So it, it just depends. Yeah. What I'll say is whatever helps you sleep better at night, like if you sleep good at night, and you can look at yourself in the mirror by doing those kind of things. Then that's on you and your journey. But I just I think that is that's where it gets dangerous and tricky. Right. When you do things like that.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think that 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 actually takes us to another tip of check your reality right mm-hmm. So i love that example that you gave about those bbl trainers right Yeah. and like and that's what we'll call them because like just shorthand that's what we'll refer to them as right yeah. that if we're gonna check our reality what that looks like is being aware that how I, my physique, right? Mm-hmm. My overall medical profile, right? And the fact that I am not having a BBL, my body will not look like the photo of the trainer, right? And so I have to check my reality, mm-hmm. And so when you're so that basically being realistic with your comparisons yeah. that one, we one apples and oranges, apples, apples and, oranges. and oranges. I'm an orange over here. Hell around. <laughs> and the trainer over here is actually more like a peach, peaches and oranges. There we go. OK, OK. Create a visual for us. Right. All right now. The BBL trainer is a peach, right? I'm over here looking like an orange. You cannot expect an orange to become a peach. That's not going to happen. And in order to, if you want that orange to be shaped more like that peach, there are things that have to be taken off Mm. from that orange. And then that takes away from the over, what makes the orange the orange? Mm-hmm.
0: I love the visual, and I will say, down. I think over the years, I've gotten better with the comparison game because I really don't find myself comparing myself to other people. There are definitely people that I admire, and I, I think that when I see someone that has something that I want, it motivates me to get it on, on my own. Because what I've realized is I've seen people who are some of the most beautiful people as as it relates to society's you know standard of beauty and. People that get so much praise, people that are wealthy, people that have beautiful homes, and it looks like they have the perfect relationship. And I've seen people who have that on the outside, but who are really unhappy on the inside. And so, my main goal is always okay, my main goal is to always be happy. Like, I want to be focused on being happy in real life. Like, when I log off the phone and whether I get any likes, like my personal goal is to be happy authentically in my real life. A happiness that doesn't have to be reflected on social media. And that's literally what I have today. Yeah. I have bad days. You know, I have rough days. I have some really great days, but for the most part, like I live a very happy, simple life and I love that. And so even when I see people with these big mansions and all that, like what what we see is never all that's there to see, right? There's always something below the surface and I don't want to be, I don't want to know about below the surface. I like, I like the image. I'm going to keep on pushing and keep on being happy, you know, and doing what I need to do to be joyful and happy in real life. So check your reality. That's number two. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. I'll just add on to that real quick mm-hmm. before we go to so our next one is, yep. you know, what goes on behind? you don't know what goes on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. right like i think about some of these reality shows like the housewives and how i don't know if they're still doing this but years ago i know that a lot of them would rent houses Mm -hmm. to film for the shows right Mm -hmm. so then that's so that's not reality Mm -hmm. so yes check your reality no, Pay attention to what's really happening in your world. And part of what you can do to help keep your reality in check is to curate an intentional feed, which is yes. our next tip, right? So when someone curates an intentional feed, You want to make sure that the, that your feed has the things that are meaningful to you, Mm -hmm. but also are uplifting. And maybe that's just me speaking from my own personal stance Mm -hmm. is that, you know, like I said, we know that I'm not from my personal brand, not posting, but I'm scrolling. Right. Right. And I'm, and I'm liking stuff that my friends and family and colleagues are out here posting, right? Like I'm loving what other people are doing. And it's because I am intentional about the people that I follow. Mm-hmm. That I am following people who either I'm close to and I love them, and because sometimes people that you love don't always post the things that you want to see. But, yes. But my criteria and my intentional feed mm-hmm. is I'm, if I'm following you, that either means that we have a close relationship. You are inspirational to me in some in like a professional sense. Or you your post your feed offers me some relief, release mm-hmm. in that regard, right? Like right, right. something that maybe makes me laugh, makes me think, yeah, like, right. or inspires me. I love it.
0: That makes sense now. I like that. I would I would agree with that, honestly. I, I would say that I enjoy uplifting content. I think about the way that I want to feel, and then I follow the content yes. that will bring about those feelings. I will say in the past, like I said before, I would just unfollow people. if Like my account got overwhelming because sometimes I just, depending on the mood that I'm in and the space I'm in personally, like I'll scroll down and it just, sometimes it's overwhelming. It just feels like, oh my gosh, it's just too much. So instead of like unfollowing folks as much as I used to do, I just have a separate account. I guess you could call it like my, I'm going to call it my anti-troll account. You know how some people create a troll account where they just troll. Like I, I just lurk. So maybe it's my lurker account. And so on that account, I literally just follow like five people and it's only the accounts that are about like business, inspiration, and the stuff that I really enjoy. And that way I can avoid like unfollowing folks because for me, who I follow, that has nothing to do with like who I value in real life. Like for the longest, I wasn't following the podcast. And then Dom, you weren't posting a lot on Instagram and so I wasn't following you, but we literally text every day. Like we didn't have any. Like everything was good. It's just social media. Optically, I was like, I guess it kind of looks weird I don't follow down the podcast. So let me just go ahead and do that. Like I wasn't following family. It was just like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. we, we like this, mm-hmm. right? In real so life, you know. Listen, and I so, didn't even
1: know that. You, no. I didn't even know because <laughs> I don't get posted, right? Okay. So, so it and, but like, like you said, we we're here in real life. <laughs> Exactly.
0: So it's like, this is real life. So that's number three, create an intentional feed. Number four is limit engagement. And I think that this can definitely be helpful. There have been times where I've taken a social media hiatus where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to get off limiting engagement as far as what i What I post, but also how I engage, what accounts I'm engaging with, and just taking it fast. Like, there, I feel like some of the best days I've had are days where I get so caught up being in the moment that I'm like, oh, let me go check on my, let me go check on my gossip sites and catch up on the gossip because I got like 30 new posts and I haven't been on all day. So it does feel good sometimes to limit the engagement and also be mindful what accounts I do decide to engage with.
1: I totally agree with that. And I do, like I said, like I limit my engagement, particularly like if I'm traveling or if I'm, you know, if I'm in a busy season, Mm -hmm. then I'm definitely like, I'm definitely limiting my engagement with social media. But I think for someone who's experiencing social media anxiety, what can help is to set timers. And I haven't used it because I'm pretty disciplined about things, but I know that there are timers out there that you can set or apps to help you set timers, right? For your computer, for your phone, so that you can limit, like you can literally set a time limit on how long you can be on social media. And then particularly if you're doing it on your laptop, it will automatically shut it off, right? And I know that for for kids, there are parents have parental controls where they can set timers and say like, all right, if your bedtime is seven o'clock, then seven o'clock. And I know that I make seven o'clock is too early. Sorry, excuse me if <laughs> out there. But throwing out a time, if your bedtime is like nine o'clock and you want your child to be off of social media by seven, then you set a timer and then the, the child can't access those things after seven. And right. so- There are ways if you know that you struggle, because I found sometimes where I have been, I've gone down that rabbit hole, right? yeah Like where I find something that's really interesting and then I keep clicking and keep clicking. And the next thing I know, I'm like, wait, it's been an hour or two hours. I didn't mean... I didn't mean for that much time to go by. I only meant to be on here for fifteen minutes, girl. It gets you. Imagine me. and imagine all of the images that I have now taken in in those two yes. hours. Yes. and so yeah, set timers so that, like, if you're a person who's regularly doing this, mm-hmm. set timers so that you can truly limit the how many images and how often you are engaging.
0: Yes. Yes. I would agree. 100%. You can replace your social media activity with something else in life. So maybe like yes. distract yourself. Right. So instead of going on yes. social media, I'm going to do this instead. Right. So just
1: replace. I love that because what that is, is that's allowing you to take notice. Right. So that if yes. social media. If you're that person who is spending two hours in a row on social media, then you are going to struggle with limiting your engagement. And so you want to find a replacement. So you want to think about our number five, like the purpose, right? Yes. So you want to think about the purpose of social media, but you also want to think about your purpose, your intention on why you are engaging so long with social media Mm -hmm. and find a more healthy coping strategy to use your time with.
0: Mm hmm. Yep, I would agree 100%. I would also say when it comes to remembering the purpose, think about the purpose of the account that you're following. I feel like there are yes. some accounts that don't necessarily have, they don't have your, your best interest, right, at heart. I saw this account, and they were saying how they would do, they had a Valentine's Day special, down. Let me know if y'all would do this, okay? A Valentine's Day special where you and your boo thing, guess what y'all can get together for a discounted rate, a couple hundred dollars. Girl, you can get you some veneers, if you want some new teeth, this is, if you want some new teeth.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I, I the new way teef-sises. you set that up, I had a whole nother thought in mind. So oh, you
0: thought it was something, something a little sexy. I,
1: yes. I, Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, I did. Girl. Cause I mean, there's a lot that happens on social media these days. I,
0: but you never know, but I'm saying though, right. like this account, they are geared toward, and you can tell they have a lot of like, black people on the, on the thing. They're trying to, target the community y'all don't get no veneers that cost five hundred dollars they won't have you no. looking like yeah like the like the chicklets in your mouth like it's just be mindful of what the purpose of the account is their purpose right but also what's the purpose of the the business that you're following right and how does yes. it make you feel when you're following the account I think that's all super yes. important as well
1: yes I I definitely agree like I think about like I think about Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, who we've had on the podcast, and I follow her account. And one of the things that I love about her Instagram account is that she posts motivational videos where it's in mindful videos where it's meant to give you an an affirmation, right? Love it. And then Dr. Tama, I follow her because. Every day she has a powerful quote. Right. And so I think about the purpose of Mm -hmm. these accounts. Right. And those are things that I can that I can support that I want to take in on a consistent basis, because like you said before, they're uplifting. Exactly. Exactly. What you what you take in will stay in. Exactly. You take in all the negative. That's what comes in. That's what you're also going to be putting out into the world. And so when you take in more positivity, then you're more likely to feel positive and Mm -hmm. then put out positivity in return.
0: Amen, because it all ministers to our subconscious, right? So, ladies, we're going to go ahead and do a quick little recap, okay, the five ways to manage social media anxiety and the comparison game. So, get ready, get ready. Hopefully, you're taking notes. Number one, (laughs) post authentically. Number two, check your reality. Number three, curate an intentional feed. Number four, limit engagement and number five remember the purpose and ladies don't forget to visit our instagram at her space podcast and go to the lavender square no matter if you're tuning into this months or years down the line scroll down our instagram find the lavender square and let us know do you agree or disagree with the quote you don't have to post it to prove it what do you think hey lady it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there.
1: Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
0: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com And be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat
1: after me. What's meant for me will never miss me. I don't have to chase.